Thank you for letting me interview you. Sure. How would you define a maverick? A maverick? Well, um, I guess at, a, at the basic level, it's just someone who has their has an original way of uh, approaching a problem and, and thinking through uh, what that solution might be. So instead of taking the conventional path, they do something different. Okay. The London School of Economics developed a maverickism scale. I'm going to give you seven statements. I just need you to say true, false, or you can't decide. Okay. People tell me that I'm a maverick. True. I have a knack for getting things right when least expected. Uh, what was the third one? Don't know the answer to that one? You can't decide. I can't decide, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have a way of solving problems which is different from other people. True. I am much more productive than other people. Mm, true. I have very unusual talents. True. I am generally underestimated by people. True. I do things differently and better than most people when I work. True. Why do you do things differently? Uh, I would say I get bored if I know uh, if there's a formula. Anytime there's a formula, I get bored. Okay. That's probably my main motivation, quite frankly. And then um, I have very low tolerance for things that I see as being irrational or inefficient or um, not, uh, not done as well as they could be done. So I like to try to improve things if I see inefficiencies, which is, which is generally the way things are, generally the way things are yes. inefficient. <laughs> Does doing things differently require certain skills, and if so, what are they? I think uh, ultimately people have to have confidence that what you're, what you're suggesting mm -hmm. is good or better, because you're asking them to take a chance and do something that they haven't done before. So ability to persuade and instill confidence. Okay. What are the challenges to being a maverick? Well, you're typically... Whenever you uh, do something that's unconventional, people will... Uh, they're unfamiliar with it. Mm -hmm. So there's an educational element to what you're doing uh, that requires that you explain things and you can communicate things and people understand them. And that can slow you down and uh, be an impediment to getting things done. Mm -hmm. And can uh, also is disruptive to people who have a vested interest in keeping things the way they are. Yes. What aspects of your character influence your maverick approach? <laughs> um, well, I've always been very creative. I've, mm -hmm. always, um, I've always been very bad at things like rote learning. Um, and so I've had to uh, adapt and uh, compensate for that by coming up, being able to come up with new ideas constantly. Okay. Do you think your childhood in any way impacted on you being a maverick? I think so. I think uh, I grew up in South Africa, uh, and that's a very strange place. And when I was there, it was at the height of apartheid. Okay. And uh, I always, I, there was, so as a child, you're just kind of confronted with a lot of uh, things that appear to be unfair or wrong. 
mm-hmm. or strange yeah. or fearful. And so uh, I've always felt that, um, you know, change can be a desirable thing. And I've also, as a, you know, as a, as a white person living in South Africa, you develop a sense of vulnerability too. Yeah. Because it's a pretty scary place to be. Yeah. And so uh, I've never taken things for granted. Thank you for sharing that. Mavericks often have unusual talents. What would you say yours are? <laughs> um, I can generally get people to uh, go along with something that you know, they wouldn't otherwise do. Okay. <laughs> How do you see rules? How do I see rules? Mm-hmm. I guess the answer is that they're made to be broken. Is that the, that's the that's the expected answer, right? No, actually, I've had quite a few varieties <laughs> on, on that. Uh, no, I mean, I think uh, I actually think uh, I think rules are are interesting. Um, often, when there's when the rules are strict, is when you get really creative um, innovation. I mean, think about Twitter, and Twitter is the most constrained medium in the world. Mm-hmm. One hundred and forty characters. And then you think about all the innovation that's happened within that small space. So rules can be good. That's a really interesting take on it. <laughs> Have you always taken a maverick approach to business, or was there a particular trigger? No, it's, to me it's been a fairly natural course of action. And are you always a maverick, or do you choose to be so at times? No, sometimes I find it interesting to uh, kind of go along with something and see what happens if you just sort of do what's expected, but I generally, that doesn't last very long. Okay. <laughs> mm, why am I not surprised? <laughs> Is this choice then, when you're going to be a maverick or you're not, mm-hmm. a conscious or unconscious decision? Um, it's conscious, but often emotional. So okay. you decide consciously to do it, but it's often uh, driven by like boredom or... Uh, I don't know, anger, (laughs) (laughs) impatience. Yes, definitely. What are the advantages and disadvantages of being a maverick in business? Well, I think the advantages these days are that you kind of have to be because things change so rapidly that if 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 you're not comfortable operating in a dynamic environment, then you're at a disadvantage intrinsically. And then I think... uh, the disadvantage is that you don't fit into uh, any kind of recognized categories. So it's hard to, if you've got a, if you've got the kind of CV that I have that is just so so all over the place. Mm. If you ever decide you want to go and get an actual job, uh, people don't really know where to put you. So you don't you don't fit into any categories. Why would you do that? <laughs> Are there situations where being a maverick is positively harmful? Yeah, I think so. I think you can, um, I mean, sometimes uh, conventional wisdom is there because it's a smart way of doing things, and mm-hmm. sometimes you can get it wrong. You can guess wrong. Because, you're, you know, you're going into uncharted territories if you're doing things that are new, mm-hmm. and so sometimes you're wrong. Has Asian experience altered your Maverick approach? I think so. I mean, I think uh, you're saying, like, as I get older, do I, as, as my approach change, or... Mm, or yeah. yeah. From the experiences you've had, yeah. just because you've got older, life changes us. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think you, um, I think you're you're more of a maverick when you're in your twenties than you are when you're in your forties. It's just you can, because uh, when you're in your twenties, your everything you do really just affects you. Mm-hmm. And then when you get older and you got wife and kids and 
dogs and aging parents and things that require your support, you know, you have to be, you have to be more cautious. Okay. So I think... That's a good word. <laughs> okay. What aspects of your life are you most and least maverick in? Aspects of my life am I most... Um, I would say, like, my work is probably the place where I'm the most, uh, most maverick-esque, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and that's, I, think, I mean, I, you spend a lot of time at work, mm-hmm. so it's easy to do that in some ways. Least maverick? Um, I don't know, on the surface I live a pretty sort of, like, weird suburban life, uh, with a wife and two kids and dog and everything, so that, on the surface, seems very... Conventional. Okay. <laughs> so what about in business? Where are you most maverick in business and least maverick in business? Um, that's a tough question. Um, I guess I'm, I'm very... Generally speaking, I like to be operating on the on the most extreme mm-hmm. edge of things. So even within the startup community, which is itself kind of like a maverick community. Oh, gosh, yeah. But I, even I find, like, there's uh, conventional wisdom in that that should be uh, questioned. Mm-hmm. So I like to always... I'm always the most extreme okay. thinker with okay. that stuff. How do you balance being a maverick with home life? I have a, a lovely, fantastic, beautiful, smart wife who keeps me grounded. <laughs> That's also a reoccurring answer. Is any part of being a maverick related to the legacy you want to leave behind? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think, uh, you know, uh, it's not so much a positive legacy, but also, well, there's the positive, you know, doing something positive and then mm-hmm. also just making sure that you don't kind of accidentally become part of, like, a big problem like the collapse of the environment or something. Okay. How much, if anything, of being a maverick is related to give back? Uh, I think you have to. If you're going to if you're going to do something different, you have to have uh, a community of people who support you or some mm-hmm. social dimension to what you do. Otherwise, nothing will work because you you know the idea that you're kind of. Um, a solo person on a mission on your own, you can do everything on your own, it's just nonsense. You need mm-hmm. you need people around you who can help you do that. And okay. so part of that requires that you're, you know, that they're getting something out of it. And that requires that, you know, you're giving something to them. Okay. How do your ethics and value impact on your being a maverick, do you think? Mm, I don't know. I always like to stick up for the underdog. And, uh... So that often is the sort of subversive role, and that's being a maverick is sort of being a little bit subversive. Okay. (laughs) Mavericks tend to be risk takers. Mm -hmm. What's the biggest risk you've taken in business to date? Well, um, you know, when I was 27, I quit my job, packed up everything I owned, uh, moved to New York without any money, and... Without a visa. <laughs> no. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That was pretty crazy. Yeah, that was pretty crazy, actually. Okay. How many ventures 
have you taken in the past five years? Ventures. But if you've worked in one company, then it could be projects you've undertaken. Oh, um, I would estimate in the last five years, probably like 30 or something. Okay. Something like that. What would you consider the characteristics of a successful venture? What you consider? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, that you build something new mm-hmm. that's better than what was before, that uh, the investment that you put in is uh, at least recouped or grown, mm-hmm. um, that people have developed skills along the way, mm-hmm. uh, and that you've enjoyed yourself. Okay. Of the 30 or so ventures you've done, what percentage were successful according to the definition you've just given me? Probably half. Okay. Go. Hard, yeah, it's hard to hard to hard to estimate, but yeah, mm-hmm. I'd say that's about the average. Okay. What did what did you do that made those ventures successful? Um. Well, I uh, I sort of made like I set the conditions for uh, success in in the sense that there was you know there was facilities and financing and. Uh, thought leadership and kind of a concept mm-hmm. and uh, and that people were motivated and interested to see it succeed. Okay. Of the 50 or so percent that you said were unsuccessful, mm-hmm. what would you consider was the main reason for the failure? Um, it's always, there's always a combination of things. Mm-hmm. One is just the fact that you're uh, going into uncharted territories, and so there's just a question of like knowing what, you know, knowing you don't know, you don't know you don't know what the outcome is going to be, mm-hmm. so you're kind of guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of it's just errors in judgment, and you know, trying to take on too much, not being judicious enough, and and kind of pairing the project back. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it's just uh, you know external factors like economic. Circumstance, you know, two thousand and nine is part of that yeah. five-year window. So that was a, you know, that was a pretty bad year for mm-hmm. most people. Um, and then sometimes it's just not having the right people in the right place, okay. at the right time. Yeah, the time one comes up a lot. Yeah, and you know, sometimes it's just laziness. There's also, yeah. <laughs> Honest. Yeah. <laughs> As a maverick, what are you afraid of? Um, I guess there's always the fear that you like losing your edge or something, or you're becoming too, you know, predictable, or uh, you've kind of you run out of good ideas. Mm-hmm. How important is team to you as a maverick? It's critical. It's essential. Mm-hmm. You need it. You, you're useless without a team. Nicely put. <laughs> Do you draw upon other mavericks in any way? Mm. I don't. Know, I don't look at like business people mm. typically. I mean, I, I read blogs and things like that, but I, I try to look at like historic figures, you know, um, like uh, you know, people who have been in really tough situations. Okay. Uh, I've just been just reading this book about like Native American. 
Native Americans and like just the crazy people like Sitting Bull and Crazy Horse. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Like those people are Mavericks. Yeah. <laughs> Does being a Maverick affect your approach to leadership? Yeah, I think it has to really. It's the same. You know, leadership is kind of part of what it is to be involved in business, and mm-hmm. so I see those two things as kind of the same in some ways. Okay. Is being a maverick related to creativity? And if so, Sure, how? yeah. Well, if you're doing something that uh, hasn't been done before, it requires that you kind of create it from nothing or from your experience. Okay. What about innovation? How do you think being a maverick relates to innovation? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they're almost uh, the same thing, really. It's about novelty and creating something Mm -hmm. innovative and new and untested. Is there any career choice that you regret as it relates to your potential as a maverick? Mm. Um, I don't know. I mean, I lived in New York for five years and I I sometimes think that that was, you know, leaving New York at the time I did was maybe like premature mm-hmm. so that's something I think about um, and then uh, I don't know I sold a company once and I was required to stay at the company that bought us for a you know, period of time and that felt like a waste of time mm-hmm. I didn't really have much choice at that point but okay. uh, you know it's easy to sort of get stuck with the golden handcuffs and hang around because you're getting yeah. a paycheck and at the end of it it's really about what have you produced and what's interesting and have yeah. you advanced and, you know, when I look back on it, I think, well, it was comfortable, but not that interesting, really. Okay. Is there anyone who's a maverick that inspires you? I know you've touched on the book you were reading. Mm-hmm. But is there anybody else that inspires you as a maverick? Um, the guy who I've read recently who totally blows my mind, and he's an imperfect character, is... Uh, George Simpson, who was the guy that uh, founded the Hudson Bay Company. Okay. Or he didn't found it. He was the guy who turned it into the mega organization that it was. And he was fearless, crazy, uh, brilliant, and, uh, you know, puts, makes everyone else look like a really conventional... Maybe I should read it. Yeah, you should read a book called Emperor of the North. It's a history of the Hudson Bay Company. What's history? History of his involvement in the Hudson Bay Company, and he it'll blow your mind. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. unbelievable. Who is someone in your life that makes all the difference? Uh, well, my kids are my kids are great inspiration to me. Okay. Do you have to suffer because you're a maverick in any way? Well. I mean, I think you, I think everyone has to suffer a little bit. I don't think Mavericks are, I wouldn't feel sorry for Mavericks necessarily. Okay. <laughs> what motivates you as a Maverick? Um, just like, uh, curiosity, mm-hmm. really, you know, what's out there. Um, recognizing that there's a world out there that you never seen or don't know and okay. don't understand it. Do you like being a maverick? I do. <laughs> Is being a maverick important and why? 
Yeah, I think it's critical because uh, if, if there weren't people who were willing to change or challenge the rules, then, then we'd, uh, we'd never advance. Okay. Final question. Okay. What would you like to have been asked that I haven't asked you? Wow, it just seems like there were so many questions. Um, I don't know. Um, I guess. I mean, there's a. You could ask a question about like how it would be. You know, what what advice would you give to someone who wants to or who is who feels that they're a maverick or how can they ensure that they, you know, are able to be as good a maverick as they as that they want to be. Thank you. That's a really yeah. good question. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for letting me interview you. Oh, I'm you're welcome. Yeah.